We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Tuesday, it's September 20th, it's 2022. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast, and hopefully all 11 baseball games are better than the Tennessee Titans, and that's for all of our uh, co-workers in Tennessee that love the Titans. That's, that's for you guys and girls. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser, Eyes eight one nine. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, man, we're watching a couple of blowouts here on Monday night. Uh, I'm tilted by the Titans as well. I, I mean, I expected the Bills to win big. Didn't quite expect this big. Probably um, was using our new Parlay IQ tool on scores and odds for my article today, and wrote up the Bills money line um, plus. Traylon Burks over 30 and a half yards plus Derrick Henry over 10 and a half yards receiving. Unfortunately, Henry did not catch a pass. So missed my parlay. Um, Burks crushed the bills, obviously one going away, got the exact game script. I was hoping for that parlay, but Derrick Henry just, they don't like to throw him the ball. He had one catch for like 13 yards and it got called back to, to, you know, burst your bubble. (laughs) 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 If it makes you feel any better, um, on prize picks, I'm going to miss two 10Xs by Robert Woods not getting four more receiving yards. So, um, yeah. And, and he was breaks. out He was out there when um, Mills fumbled, too. And I was like, oh, man, they're going to give him this drive at least. And one catch for four yards all I need. And, yeah, it is what it is. We're going to talk some baseball, move past this Monday night slate. Um, 
listen, I'm not going to complain about this week. This week went really well for me in football. If Monday night doesn't go well, it is what it is. But guessing you stack some dolphins on Sunday. I had so like we talked about. We were all over Monra too. Yeah, yeah, we were all over that game. And I, I landed. I talked about this on Grinders Live. So if you listen to Grinders Live, you already know. But I played so much Chub. You know, we talked about him on the podcast as well. Yep. That like at one or two o'clock in the morning on Saturday night when I was building teams, I like got on to some Wilson. <laughs> so I because well, I was like, all right, well, if Chubb's going to get the rushing and he gets up, Jets are going to throw. And Wilson, I mean, he had good quality targets in week one. So that worked out well. He was like 0.3% owned and scored 33. So it was a and that was a team that had Waddle, Jackson, and um, Andrews. So it was, a, it was a good team. I was very high on Kirk. He had a good game, but we're going to talk some baseball. And we get started with our favorite team in baseball, Detroit at Baltimore. Joey Wentz going up against Austin Volth. Eight total. All, Orioles, a 195 favorite. Spent like... 15 20 minutes telling Dean that Baltimore still had a chance to make the playoffs and they went out and got crushed by Detroit on Monday. So good for them. <laughs> Any interest here in Joey Wentz? This pitching slate is is interesting to me and I'm still not entirely sure what I'm doing here. I don't know if we need to go down this low. Um obviously I'll I'll have a better grasp of that once I start building some lineups. Um, but I think Wentz is in play here. Baltimore is much worse against left-handed pitching, or at least they have been for the season. Uh, Wentz is 5,700. He's been, I mean, fairly decent here. Pretty, like, he's not a great prospect, but he's he's a decent prospect. Um, he struck out five Astros in his, his last outing, which Houston is one of the lowest strikeout teams in baseball. If I need a cheap pitcher, I, I think Wentz is in play. Yeah. I want to see what this lineup looks like. Are they gonna are they gonna punt it in? Are they gonna give up? Um I'm not a huge fan of Wentz, but like Tyler Alexander just went out and sh- sh- dominated this Baltimore team yesterday. And Alexander is a 12% K guy. Like at least like Wentz is over 20% on the season. So I gosh, I have to, I think, have a little up like a little interest here in Wentz, but it's like you were saying the pitching slate isn't fantastic. Like we have Cortez against Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that. Luis Castillo against Oakland. Those two guys are likely going to be really popular on the slate uh, because of their matchups. So I had to look it up just to, so I could get some numbers out there. Baltimore has struck out at 25%, 25.1% versus left-handed pitching this season. So they're, they've been a much better offense in the second half, but they still strike out against lefties. So I think there's some upside for once. For sure. Austin Voth on the other side of this game, getting to face Detroit, really not pitching deep in the games. Um, I mean, he's just kind of in that weird, like, is he going to be a reliever? Is he going to be a starter? What are your thoughts here on him at 6,700? Yeah, I mean, it's a $6,700 right-handed pitcher against Detroit. Um, I, again, I don't know how much cheap pitching we need on the slate yet. Um, the, the Giants are cheap in cores again, so like that's going to be a thing. 
I'm not sure that we need the cheap pitching. Voth is fine. Like you said, he doesn't go very deep into games, but his strikeout rate's at 20% also. Um, Detroit, obviously the best matchup for, for right-handed pitching. So he should do fine here. It's just, I don't know if, if we need to go this low on the slate. Um, in, in play, if you want to play him, though. I have a team at 128 as we're recording this podcast right now on DraftKings with a negative two from Wells. Um, so <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm willing to roll the dice at any pitcher here uh, against this Detroit team. They're just – I know they got to Wells yesterday and they beat Baltimore 11-0 yesterday, but overall, like, you're going to win more than you're going to lose pit, playing right-handed pitchers against this Detroit team. So, yeah, I have – I have some interest in him. It's just, yeah, I just don't understand what they have been doing with him for like the last 10 days. Uh, I mean, he had like bullpen sessions, worked out of the bullpen. I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to get 80, 85 pitches here, but I don't know. That's my only risk, I think, when looking at him. Uh, Any interest in the Detroit Bats here? No interest in Detroit bats, really. Um, like Voth is definitely beatable, but he hasn't he's hasn't been terrible. Um, four thirty six ERA. Sierra is even better at four sixteen. That's slightly below average, but he's not a gas can by any means. Baltimore's bullpen has been really good, and there's just there's not enough talent on this Detroit team. So, I think I'll pass on the Detroit bats. Yeah, I'm with you. No interest. I know what they did yesterday. That's fine. Baltimore. Their good bullpen is rested and ready to go. So, um, I, I mean, Baltimore was one of my favorite stacks yesterday against Alexander. It did not work out. I am definitely going back to the well here, though. Mount Castle is forty two hundred. You know, we talked about him yesterday. Hayes is thirty three hundred, and Jesus Aguilar is twenty two hundred. So, I'm looking for Baltimore some cheap bats here in this matchup against the lefty. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind some of the cheap guys the problem is some of their their best hitters mullins is left-handed so he's lefty lefty um rutchman has been much better against righties this season uh so like their two best hitters are i don't know it's tough to pay for them when they they're much better against righties than they are against lefties Uh, i do like mount castle santander is is good against lefties, so i don't mind him Uh, but i I think i'm looking at the cheap guys as well ramon urias is another guy that's been really good against lefties this season um, I like the Mount, Mount Castle, Hayes, Aguilar, Carlos um, can get on board with those guys for sure. Pittsburgh at New York, no total out for this game yet. It sounds like it's going to be Luis Ortiz going up against Nestor Cortez. Uh, any interest here in Ortiz? I mean, this is a pretty decent prospect. He's not he's not a great prospect or anything, but he had a decent strikeout rate in AAA, uh, 28.6%. Um, he was, he was pretty good in his first start as well, but that was against Cincinnati, much more difficult matchup here against the Yankees in Yankee stadium. I I think I feel better about Wentz or even both, um, probably don't need to chase it here against the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, when the Yankees were dealing with a ton of injuries, I had no issues with it, but this team's health healthy ish here, you know, judge Stanton Rizzo's back. They're healthy enough. Like LeMayhew's still out and Carpenter's still out, Ben Attendee's still out, but the first four or five here are not guys you're gonna want to pick on, um, just in general. So no interest in Ortiz, but I think Cortez is gonna be someone that 
is going to get quite a bit of ownership today. 9,800, we have tons of value. My biggest concern with Cortez is his pitch count. He came yeah. back from the IL. He threw 58 last time out. Got into a little bit of a trouble through 65. Do we think he gets up to 80, 85 here? Or do we think they're going to be very careful with him because of where they're at in the playoff race? Yeah, I I lean on the cautious side. Um, like Houston just clinched the West. Um, they're, they're locked in for a buy. The Yankees are should get that second by pretty easily. I, I don't know exactly how big their lead is, but it's, it's sizable. Um, yeah. 65 pitches is last time. I, I could see 80 pitches, but I think that's about the max 85 at the absolute most here. It's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Like this is if Detroit's the best matchup for righties, Pittsburgh is the best matchup for lefties. Uh, Miami is right there with them, but um, great spot for Cortez. He's expensive, like 10K. I don't know if he can get that done, pay that price tag off in, in 80 pitches, though. So I, I am concerned about the leash as well. Um, he put up a great game against Boston in only 65 pitches his last time out. So he definitely has the capability. I just like there's some upside on the ceiling. There's a couple guys in, in good matchups that I definitely want. I don't know um, if Cortez is is at the top of the list for me today. Yeah, I'm going to definitely check and see what the bat has for his projected pitch count here. Because, I mean, I, I definitely respect the bat. And, I mean, it's such a great product that Derek Cardi has, you know, created. So want to see what he has projected for pitch count-wise. He's 9,800. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what the problem is. Like, if he only gets 65 pitches and he has any troubles here you know, if he gets into one bad inning, I mean, you're looking at like three or four innings for him. So he has a, a massive amount of strikeout upside here. It's just a pitch count thing for his price is what we're going to be looking at. Uh, any interest in the Pittsburgh bats here? No, I'm not, I'm not interested in attacking Cortez. Uh, nice ballpark upgrade for them, but not enough talent against a, a really good starting pitcher. Yeah, and I mean, as far as the Yankees go, like you said, this this young guy in AAA this season, it just didn't have a large sample size. He only made two starts in AAA, so looking at his like AA numbers, plenty of home runs that he was giving up, some big-time strikeout stuff, throws a lot of strikes, has a good slider. Um, any interest in the Yankees' bats? Yeah, I mean, I think you can always attack a, a young pitcher. Um, I'd, I'd full stack him and just hope that, that the young guy is – has has some nerves pitching on a big big stage in New York. Um, obviously, tons of talent. Uh, play judge as, as much as you can down the stretch here, as he's chasing legitimate all time home run records. Um, yeah, I mean they're expensive. Like Stanton's price has come up now, fifty two hundred. He he's obviously struggled a little bit since he's come off the IL, um, but certainly he can he can unload at any time. So I, I'm fine playing him. Um, Donaldson and Torres are still very fairly priced in the 4k range. Um, and then you, you've got the punts in the, the lineup nowadays too, to help, to help fit in the judge and the Stanton, even Rizzo, um, guys like Cabrera or Hicks, who's, who's been in the lineup a little bit here. Um, yeah, I like, I like the Yankees a good amount here. I mean, yeah, judge, what is it? Nine, eight or nine straight games with at least one hit. So this game's in Yankee stadium. It's going to be magical when Judge hits home run number 62. And, uh, I mean, it's just it's incredible the season that he's putting together. So, 
playable every day. Every day he's playable. Washington at Atlanta. Eight and a half total in this game. The Braves, a 350 favorite here. Patrick Corbin going up against Charlie Morton. Um, I have zero interest in Patrick Corbin. Like none whatsoever. <laughs> um, no chance. Yeah, same. Right with you. Charlie Morton on the other side of this game, though, 9K. I mean, I could see him going out and putting up 25-ish points here, 28% K rate on the season. Washington, just not a good offense overall. They're not a ton of power in this lineup. Um, no issues here with Charlie Morton. Yeah, I, I love Charlie Morton in the spot. 9K, very fair price for what he's done strikeout-wise here in the second half of the season, um, really since the first month of the season. Um struggled his last two times out but he was on a pretty pretty great run um before that here recently like washington is is not a team that scares me morton morton's been really good since the first month of the season um he's got that strikeout rate up over 28 percent i'm i'm fine with him at 9k i think he's a great play looking at the washington bats i, I just there's nothing here for me yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, not not trying to pick on Morton here. The flip side, though, I think the Braves are my favorite stack on the slate. Um, anybody that's listened to the podcast this year knows just how much I want to pitch pick on Patrick Corbin. 50% hard hits to right-handed hitters, um, 209 ISO. We got Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Darno, Contreras, Grisham. I mean, I don't even mind looking at some of these lefties because Corbin does get hit hard from both sides. He just hasn't had any strikeout stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the Braves in this spot. Yep, agree with you. Top top stack on the slate. Um, there's absolutely phenomenal spots. Maybe, maybe this is why those cheap pitchers come into play is just so you can stack up all the expensive Braves. Um, they're absolutely worth it in this spot. Elite upside here against Corbin. Um, should see multiple home runs here. Um, yeah, I mean, I like everybody in the lineup is playable against Corbin. Absolutely. All right. Cruising along. We got the Mets who just clinched the playoffs. Um, at least a wild card spot anyway, going up against the brew crew. No total in this game. Sounds like it's going to be a bullpen type of game for Milwaukee. Um, Ashby should start, maybe throw an inning or two, and then Sutter is going to come in. Carrasco pitching here for the Mets. Even though they clinched a playoff spot, the Mets are still playing for something. Um, they're they're trying to run down and, and win this, uh, or win, not run down. They're trying to win the NL East. So every game still matters for them. I expect Carrasco to get his normal workload here. What are your thoughts? Are you playing any of um, Carrasco here? He's up all the way up over 10K. I, I don't love that price tag. Um, the Brewers are not an offense I'm necessarily afraid of. Like there's there's plenty of strikeouts in the Brewers lineup, but Carrasco, 24% Ks on the season. I don't know that he can pay off this 10-4 price tag. It's it's tough. Uh, there There are a lot of guys on the slate that I have ahead of him. But, I mean, I don't think he's going to be owned. It would definitely be a pay-up-to-be-contrarian type of spot. Um, Ownership should be pretty low here uh, with several guys cheaper than him in play. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate him. I don't love him, though. Um, If he was cheaper, like, 
had there been not such a big gap between him and some other people or even like him and Cease, like I think Dylan Cease still has a higher overall ceiling. Like I, I think Cease can put up 40 plus where I think Carrasco is probably topped out at like 35 um, ceiling wise. So I wish yeah, the I mean, price... we, we just saw him absolutely dominate the Pirates and he put up 34. So yeah, I, I agree. Like that's right at his ceiling. So I don't think I mean I'm definitely not playing Brewers bats. Um, it's just more of I don't think I want to pay ten four for Carrasco today. Yep, same page. Um, and then as far as like this whole opener situation, whatever. Um, I have no interest in these pitchers. Yeah, no, I mean Ashby hasn't pitched since August twenty. No, let's see. Yeah, August eighteenth. And I was trying to find like he hasn't thrown a, a rehab start or anything. So it's just been bullpen work for him. Um, like you said, it's probably an inner inning or two. I'd be surprised if we even get like 50, 60 pitches out of them. So don't think, don't think either of them are playable. Yeah. And then, I mean, the Mets bats, the, the only good thing here is both Ashby and Sutter are both lefties. Um, what are you doing here with the Mets bats? Yeah, I mean, it's still a completely different style of pitcher. Um, the Mets are expensive. It is a nice ballpark upgrade going into Milwaukee. I don't know. I, I don't love the Mets. I, I wouldn't talk anybody off of it. Obviously, they're an elite offense, but targeting bullpen games is just always so difficult. Um, Ashby throws really hard. Suter's just a junk baller who throws just basically a soft tossing lefty. So very, very different pitching styles here. Obviously, Pete Alonzo is still in play. Um, Lindor is fine, but all these guys are expensive. Um, I don't like. I probably don't full stack them. I I could see hunting some home runs. Alonzo's a great play. I'll, that like he's the one that jumps off the page here. Yeah, I like Alonzo a lot. Um, I mean, there's first base kind of loaded tonight. So if I'm playing Alonzo, I'm probably trying to get three of these guys. Um, as like a secondary stack, like Mark Kana at 4K. I mean, he's somewhat interesting. Low strikeout rate, has some power. They're just gonna hit so far down in the lineup. Um, Escobar would be another one that has shown plenty of power against left-handed pitching this season. They're both, you know, in that 4K range. It's just where are they gonna hit in the lineup or not? All right. Cruising along here, we got the Angels and the Rangers. Is there a total out? Yeah, it's eight and a half. Pick them game. Reagan's against Sandoval. Uh, any interest here in Sandoval? This is a pick them game? Yeah, pick them game. Wow, give me the Angels on that all day long. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind Sandoval here. He's had a, a really good season. Um, strikeout rate almost 24%. Like the walks are, are his problem, but like, I don't know. Texas just isn't an offense that scares me. Um, I think he can, he can have a good outing here. I really like the price tag at 7,400. Um, he's cheap enough where I can, I can take on some risk with that walk rate. Yeah. 7,400. I mean, the best hitters in this lineup are left-handed, you know, outside of maybe Simeon and Garcia. But I mean, this is a spot I definitely. He's just too cheap. He's seventy four hundred. He has plenty of upside. 
my only concern is we are at that time of the year where when teams don't have anything to play for, we might see a little less leash. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if like eighty to eighty five pitches um for Sandoval is what we what we see here. Um more than anything else. But yeah, that, I mean that's my only concern. Like Minnesota defense gets a pick, gets it down to the eight, and Cousins throws a pick in the end zone. Cousins um, has played. I, I who think played worse? That. Cousins has played like absolute trash. Tan, you talking about Tannehill too? Yeah, I was yeah, gonna I say mean, who they're... played worse though? They... <laughs> Cousins has had some just awful, awful throws here. Like my goodness. Yeah, that was that was, that was tough to watch. Um, <laughs> it was definitely. two in a row too. The the pick the pass right before that was almost picked. Uh, so bad all right uh do you have any interest in cole reagan's here i have absolutely no interest in cole reagan's he's been so bad he's just very clearly not major league ready that's why i was shocked that this game was was a pick um sandoval is like a good young pitcher who's had a lot of success this year reagan's has not had any success um he's walking as many guys as he's striking out like i like the angel stack here yeah, I mean, the only problem is outside of Trout, Otani, lefty-lefty, I don't even hate that in this spot. But, I mean, they're both so expensive. The rest of the stack is cheap. I mean, Taylor Ward, 3,900. Yeah. He hits left-handed pitching well. Stassi, a catcher at 2,700. Um, I could see rolling him out there. Matt Duffy, if he cracks the lineup, 22. So, there's some cheap bats that you could pair together with Otani and Trout. I mean, you could pair together the whole Giants lineup um, because they're all way too cheap. So definitely don't have it, like issues with the Angels. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like Trout and Otani are fantastic. Otani's always been able to handle lefties just fine. Obviously, lefty-lefty at over 6K is, is not ideal. So I, I do slightly prefer Trout. Um, and playing both of them together is really difficult, but there should be some punts in, in the lineup, like you mentioned. Um, the two guys I absolutely love are Luis Rangifo, who's been really good against lefties, has even shown a little bit of power. He's got some speed. Um, and Taylor Ward is under 4K. Absolutely love him today. Uh, Stassi, if he's in there, is 2,700 to kind of make everything work. Otherwise, you can look at, like you said, Matt Duffy or Joe Adele are both in that like low 2K range. Um I think there's enough value in this angel stack that, that it's you can get to Otani and Trout. Uh, any interest in the Texas bats here? Um, not a ton. I mean, Seager lefty lefty. Simeon at forty nine hundred is is fine. I don't Garcia is fine at forty seven hundred. Um, like Sandoval's a guy that that will walk some guys and has he can get blown up at times um i don't love the texas stack i'll, I'll be on more sandoval i think uh but texas is, is certainly in play i like texas a lot more if sandoval starts getting a ton of ownership um that's where i would think i would be yep. more on so cleveland at chicago taking on the white Sox. no total in this game it does sound like Sevilla is going to come back from the island pitching this one going up against dylan sees any interest here in Aaron Civilli? Another guy who's missed a, a decent chunk of time since August 28th. Uh, he did make a rehab start, though, on the 15th of this month. Only 2.2 innings, though, two and two-thirds. I don't think he's fully stretched out in this spot. Um, 
like the White Sox are not a team to be afraid of, but I, I definitely want to check the pitch count. I, I'm guessing that he's going to be limited in this one for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to play him. Like the White Sox have been a team that you could definitely pick on this year, but I just don't trust how far he'll pitch into this game. So for that reason, I mean, you're not going to see, what is it? Like two more weeks before the one more week before the triple A season's over. Um, it's getting really close. I know was a single A or double A, um, double A just finished up um, their season. So, I mean, it's getting to that time of the year where you're, I mean, it's very rare that you're getting guys back, but you have to remember too, like this series matters so much in the NL central. Um, the guardians are four games up on the white Sox, So like, this is a game where if he's pitching well, maybe they let him keep going. Uh, I mean, if he gets up over 75, 80 pitches and he starts to get into any trouble, he probably has a really fast hook too. Um, so I mean, boom bust, I guess is there, but probably not playing him. But, um, I mean, if you're the Chicago White Sox, you're giving the ball to your best pitcher and you're saying, Hey, we really need you to go out there and, you know, have a game tonight. Like Dylan sees 11 K typically I wouldn't play him in this matchup, but, if he's pitching well, man, I could see him getting 110 pitches plus in this spot. Um, I, I think his ceiling is massive today. Massive. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Cease is a fantastic tournament play. You've got Morton, who we talked about, who's a great play. And you've got the guy facing Oakland, who I think is going to be massive chalk. So C should come in with... I don't think he's going to be unowned by any means, but I think the ownership is going to be depressed because of those other two guys. Uh, there are plenty of other pitching plays on the slate as well. So cease being up at 11 K that's a good thing for tournaments because I, I agree with you, even though Cleveland is really low strikeouts, I could see him paying this price off. Um, even if he doesn't rack up 10 or 11 Ks, he could go eight innings pretty easily here. Yeah. I mean, if the strikeouts aren't there and he's pitching well, like complete game shutout is the upside at that point. Like there's, this game matters so much that, I mean, if he's pitching well, he's going to keep going. So, I mean, that's what you're looking for ceiling-wise. And, you know, we don't look at standings until here we are, two and a half weeks out, um, and this game matters so much. So, um, yeah, I mean, in cash games, I have no issues going Morton Castillo. Uh, both 9K and 9,100, if you're still playing cash games in the middle of September. Um but in tournaments, I mean, I definitely have interest in Dylan C's here for sure. I don't think I want to play Cleveland. I, you can always one-off Jose Ramirez if you want to. Um, but at his price against Dylan C's, I'm probably just going to stay away from the Cleveland bats here. Yeah, I mean, Cease is a fantastic pitcher. He's got He walks too many guys, no doubt about that. But he has the strikeout stuff to get out of jams as well, so... Cleveland's always a tough stack for me. Just not a ton of power throughout the lineup. Um, Ramirez as a one-off. Naylor as a one-off would be fine, but probably not looking to stack against these. Any interest in the White Sox here? Not a ton of interest. I mean, Savali is a pretty decent pitcher. I don't know how deep he's going. Um, Cleveland's got a pretty good bullpen as well. Their prices are coming up. Like They're, they're not struggling as badly as they were a month ago, but they're like, now the prices have adjusted and, and they're expensive. So like, it's, it's not a fantastic matchup. I like Savali is not a pitcher. I'm scared of necessarily, but I don't love the pricing here on the white Sox. Like I'd much rather pay up for the Braves or somebody like that. 
if I'm playing any White Sox, it's probably a stack, and you're just hoping that it works out. I mean, it's definitely they're down on my list. They're probably not even like a top five stack for me on the slate. I'm just saying, if I were to play them, I think it would be a full stack here. All right, Minnesota at Kansas City, Kansas City, not silly. <laughs> um, just thinking that Minnesota offense and how silly it was, and it tongue twistered me. We got Dylan Bundy and Zach Granke. We have a eight and a half total, and the Twins a one thirty favorites. Any interest here in Dylan Bundy? No, um, Sandoval's two hundred cheaper. I'd much rather play him. I think he has a ton more upside. Um, Good matchup against Kansas City, but Bundy just doesn't strike many people out anymore. Uh, he's kind of trending. His career is trending towards the guy on the other side of this game. Just low strikeouts, great control, uh, ground balls, uh, just trying to avoid that hard contact that's burned him all, all of his career. Yeah, I mean, 16% Ks on the season, 5.25 XFIP, 44% fly balls on the year for Bundy with a 42% hard hit rate, um, only generating 15% soft contact, like no interest for me, even in a good matchup. I mean, he just faced this team through 60 pitches, got beat up a lot, and, I mean, did not even see the fifth inning. So no interest for me and Bundy. And, I mean, I'm not playing Zach Granke, like, ever again. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I don't even think I'd play Granke against Detroit at this point. Um, so... Yeah, no interest for me in Grinky. Do you have any interest? I have no interest in, in Grinky against Minnesota. Grinky against Detroit at 5,400? Nah, maybe, but nope. yeah, no. Uh, just nope. no strikeouts, no upside. Nope. Couldn't do it. All right, let's talk some <laughs> uh, bats here. What do you like, if anything, here for Minnesota? Um, They're still pretty banged up. Um, Miranda is still really cheap. Correa always in play, obviously. A rise in a stack, I think, is is playable as long as he's cheap. He's thirty seven hundred today. Uh, Gary's power at, at thirty two hundred, like they're they're cheap outside of Correa, so I can get behind the stack. Grinky has that great control though, so I, he's not a guy that I necessarily like to pick on a ton. Um, he certainly has no strikeout ability, so there's going to be tons of balls in play. Uh, and Minnesota's cheap. I think they're playable for that reason, but don't don't love them. Not not one of my top stacks on the day. I'm looking at just cheap bats here that can hit home runs both sides of this game. Um, Jake Cave, 2300. If he cracks the lineup, Vinny, 2700. Nick Prado, 2400. Like both sides, I'm just looking for cheap home run power. Um, I, I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. There's so many cheap bats here. Uh, the kid they just called up, um, 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 Matt Walner, he grades out as like a big time raw power guy. Um, 21 home runs in double A this season, six home runs in triple A. Uh, he's 2200 as well. So I'm just looking at these cheap outfielders, first basemen, and I might just be like, hey, I'm going to try to take a home run chance here. Like, even Gary Sanchez at 32, Jose Miranda at 34, like, just looking for cheap home runs on both sides here. Do you have any interest in the Royals? Yeah, I, I think you've. You summed it up really well. It's more of more of a, a smaller mini stack for me than a full stack. Uh, Bundy can certainly give up home runs, but the control is is good. Um, not a ton of talent on this Kansas City offense, but I, I do think you can you can find a home run or two. 
Uh, Pascantino would be my favorite bet. I like the call uh, on the Walner kid. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's cheap. So there's certainly some guys that are playable here. I just, I don't love the full stack. Not sure that there's massive upside. Um, the guys at the top for Kansas City, it, like maybe put one of those guys with two cheap guys, make it a little three man. Uh, but I don't want to allocate a ton of funds to this Kansas City offense. But I'll, I'll play some for sure. San Francisco at Colorado. Uh, yeah, I mean, this game, 10 total. Giants a 160 favorite. Uh, we have no idea who's pitching for the Giants yet. I've seen like five different reports, but it sounds like it's going to be a bullpen game for the Giants. Uh, Freeland pitching for the Rockies. Um, I, I mean, I'm not touching the Giants pitching situation in cores anyway, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, same. I mean, even, even if they do have a, a legitimate starting pitcher, I'd, it'd be be tough to play him. The thing that's interesting in this game is Freeland's pitching. Um, I, I don't want to play Freeland. Do you have any interest in him? No, I don't. With Freeland pitching, we're going to get so many cheap right-handed hitters for the Giants today. Uh, Slater, Longoria, they're super cheap. J.D. Davis could crack the lineup at 3,300. Joey Bart at 2,800. I mean, they're in a good spot here um, just in general. They're, they're cheap. They're getting Freeland, low strikeouts, in cores. Yeah, I mean... My favorite bat from the Giants is probably Flores, but he's also one of the most expensive. So Joey Bart cracks the lineup. He's likely going to be um, my catcher. Estrada, too. Estrada's hit left-handed pitching really well this year. Um, thoughts on the Giants? Yeah, I mean, they're they're just too cheap for a, a really great spot here in Coors Field. Um, the cheap righties are definitely the first targets. J.D. Davis at, at 3300 I really like that price tag. Um, if Slater grabs the leadoff spot at 3,500, fantastic. Longoria is only 3,600. Estrada, uh, one of the more like Estrada and Flores both seem to be like appropriately priced compared to the rest of the guys. Uh, but they're certainly worth it. Still under 5K, great matchup against Freeland. Both have hit lefties really well. Um, I will say, whoever, whichever lefty, or maybe there's two of them in there, even um, if there's a lefty in this lineup, I do have interest. Not necessarily that I like the matchup against Freeland lefty lefty, but the Rockies bullpen is terrible. And if if you have a lefty starting against a lefty, like the the pinch hit risk is almost zero. So Yastrzemski um, is kind of the guy for the Giants who's been starting against lefties at times. I think he would be safe for a full full game here, um, and should get a couple of the bats off the bullpen. So I, I definitely wouldn't shy away if the, if there are lefties in the lineup talked about this yesterday on um grinders live are we as worried now like this time of the year of pinch hit risk like do we think that the giants with them nothing to play for we're gonna see more lefties in the lineup and like getting full games and more righties in the lineup getting full games and stuff or you think they're just stuck on their ways and they're gonna keep pinch hitting yeah i would say there's there's probably slightly less risk but that's just kind of what they do. So I, I think there's definitely still some risk. Um, agreed, though. It's probably muted a little bit. Uh, Rockies, Bats, I mean, it's a bullpen game. So you're not worried about platoon here. Um, you're just trying to play guys that are in the lineup for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see if there's a long reliever announced like, or if it's true like one, one inning at a time type of bullpen game. Um, I mean, it's Coors Field, so I have interest either way, but 
the Rockies are, are a little bit more expensive. Um, obviously, they're going to have a couple of prospects, like younger guys who have just come up, whose prices still haven't quite caught up. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Depending on who we expect the bulk reliever to be would be kind of who I decide um, I'm leaning towards on the Rockies. But I, I will have some exposure to full stacks for sure. The biggest difference, too, is the Rockies actually – they're kind of expensive um, where the giants are just all very cheap, but I mean, definitely going to be playing some Rockies in this spot. I mean, in cores, uh, this is just a good spot. So St. Louis at San Diego, Wainwright against Clevenger. And this one, seven and a half total. The Padres are a slight one twenty favorites. Uh, any interest here in Wainwright? No, just I don't love this matchup. Um, he's expensive at 9,400 for what he is. Like he, he's not an elite strikeout guy by any means. San Diego doesn't strike out a ton, um, and Wayne, Wainwright's had a good season, but he's kind of faded down the down the stretch here. Um, obviously, he's up there in age. Just not the matchup I'm playing Wainwright in. I mean, again, playoff wise, like this game matters a little bit. You know, if you're St. Louis, you could potentially keep out the Padres and making the playoffs. Like. There's what there's four teams, right? Battling for the two three wild card spots in the NL. It's the Braves, the Brewers, the Phillies, and the Padres, I'm pretty sure. Um yep. so Sounds right. yeah, I don't think ninety four hundred is just the the downer here. Um yeah. I mean tough matchup against San Diego anyway, and then he's just so expensive. Like had they made Wainwright like seventy four hundred in this spot, then maybe Maybe we just talk about it more, but at 9,400, too many pitchers below him. Uh, Clevenger on the other side, uh, just no interest for me here. The Cardinals, good offense. Clevenger just doesn't look healthy, uh, giving up home runs in bunches right now. So, yeah, no interest for me in Clevenger. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think he's a good pitcher. He's just not right at this point. Um, Whatever it is, he's he's really cheap, but this is a, a really tough matchup against St. Louis. Um, I prefer Sandoval at near the same price anyway, so I don't need him today. I prefer the St. Louis Bats. Yeah. Like I, I think this is the sneaky stack of the slate. Like he's giving up home runs and so in like bunches so much right now that like Goldie Arenado, Edmund, like any of these guys that Newt Bar is at thirty five hundred. Um What's his face just got recalled? Um, O'Neill got put on the IL and Yepis got recalled. He's 3K, like he has power. So, I mean, I'm looking at St. Louis here going, all right, like I want to see Pulhos get there too. So, yeah, I mean, I think St. Louis is like your sneaky stack today with the way that Clevenger's pitching right now. Yeah, I don't mind that call. I I think you talked me onto him a little bit more. Um, I do really like the the cheap lefties for sure. The Gorman, Donovan, Newt Bar range, they're all under 4K. Um, definitely tons of interest in those three. You can always play Gold, Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, yeah, I mean, Clevenger has been brutal here recently, giving up multiple runs in all of his recent starts. So um, I like your call here. I wasn't considering them a ton just because Goldschmidt and Arenado are so expensive, but pretty easy to pair them with with the cheap lefties down there in the, the 3k range as well yeah i mean you just take the the cheap ones and i mean it's a stack i'm not one-offing goldschmidt or arenado in the spot but i mean 
with the way that and like Clevenger's had some tough matchups, don't get me wrong, but even in some easier the matchups that he's had over the last month and a half, he's he's struggled. So um yeah, no interest in me in Clevenger. I like Cardinals bats. Do you like any of the Padres bats here? Um I mean it they're mostly expensive. Um Cronenworth at forty three hundred is okay. I just like Wainwright is not a guy I really want to pick on at, the, at these prices. Um, I don't even know that I see enough for a mini stack here. Like they, they could certainly get to Wainwright, but he just doesn't get blown up all that often. Um, he could give up three or four runs. Sure. Uh, but I don't think like six or seven runs is, is really in the cards here. And that's, that's kind of what you need. Um, St. Louis bullpen is okay as well. So um, probably won't have a ton of San Diego. Um, man, I'm going to tilt so much if Thielen scores a touchdown right here. Um, so I'm trying not to watch this, but yeah, I mean, I'm probably not paying these prices for San Diego. They just picked off cousins. Oh no, he dropped it. Oof. I almost picked him off again. That would have been Thielen's fault though. That's fine. Bench him. <laughs> um, I mean, Machado and Soto are the two guys that I'd have the most interested in here. 59 and 54 against Wainwright just seems like a lot. Seattle at Oakland, Luis Castillo going up against JP Sears. Seven total in this game. The Mariners, a 210 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Luis Castillo? Luis Castillo is the number one option on the slate. Um, fantastic matchup against Oakland. Has been really good here recently. I think he's $1,000 too cheap in this spot um, just because of this matchup. We just saw him mow down a, a much better San Diego lineup his last time out. Has really put together a, a solid season over 27% case walk rates down around 7%. Um, and, and this matchup against Oakland, he's a fantastic play. I think he, he's pretty chalky um, when, when we turn over the cards tomorrow, but we'll see how I'll have to decide if I want to take an overweight stance. There are some pivots that I, that I like um, depending on Morton and Cease's ownership. I, I think I might rather go overweight there, but Castillo is just absolutely a fantastic option. He's underpriced for sure. Yeah, it just uh, like you said, an amazing matchup. He's going to be popular. There's ways that I think you can get different or you can get different with him um, and make your Castillo lineups contrarian. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely like Luis Castillo. Like everyone is going to like Luis Castillo today. So uh, JP Sears on the other side of this game. Is it crazy to have interest if Rodriguez doesn't play and Riley doesn't play like Suarez is already on the IL. You still got Hanniger and Ty France there. Um, Dylan Moore, like still good hitters in this lineup. I just, man, I'm talk me off of it. Like it's a terrible, like the more I think about it, it's just a terrible idea. Yeah, I still talk myself I, off of it. I, I still have respect for the Seattle bats, even without a couple of their really good hitters. Like if Rodriguez and Suarez are in there, like it'd be an absolutely no chance spot. With with those guys out, maybe you could consider it, but like I just don't see the upside for Sears. I know he struck a ton of guys out in the minors, but he's under sixteen percent in the majors so far. Um I've been chasing his his minor strikeout totals quite a bit here this season, and he just hasn't shown that upside. So 
Seattle, not a team that strikes out a ton anyway. Um, and Rodriguez, if he's out, doesn't help that. You still like France doesn't strike out much. Crawford doesn't strike out much. Haniger is, has been really good here recently. So yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like the matchup very much. Um, he's cheap. I like if you're, if you're going both versus Detroit or Sears versus Seattle, I mean, I think it's pretty clearly a better, better matchup for both. Even if Rodriguez isn't in there. So I'd, I'd probably just play both at the same price. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Um, I, I like the Seattle bats. Like that was my original thought, and yeah, yeah, I think I like the Seattle bats. Haniger, even like even if some of these guys don't play, you still have Haniger. You have France, um, more like I was talking about, and yeah, I mean, there's so many options here. For Seattle, you're going to get some cheap bats if some of these guys sit. So I, I don't mind like a mini stack here um, for Seattle in this spot. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. The The problem is the ballpark. Like I, the mini stack is, is what I'd prefer. Um, if Julio's in there, maybe I could do the full stack just because he, he brings so much upside. Like Julio Haniger, there's a ton of upside no matter what ballpark they're in. Um Ty France is a big power bat or has a look, has good power at least. I really like those three um, to go five beyond that. Like it, it gets a little dicey. So um, yeah, I, I, the mini stack I think is where I would go just because in Oakland, it's, it's tough to find that upside. Any interest in the Oakland bats here? No, none. I don't even know. Castillo is going to be the highest on pitcher on the slate, but there's just not enough talent on Oakland to try to attack him. Arizona at LA taking on the Dodgers. Jamison, and it sounds like it's going to be Anderson. Um, nine total in this game. Dodgers, a 300 favorite. Any interest here in Dre Jamison? Not, not against the Dodgers. Um, he was fantastic in his debut against the Padres. Looks but great. He died. Yeah, he did. Um, five strikeouts, seven innings shut out. So really great start for him. Congrats. But the Dodgers are another level. They're, they're just a different level above the Padres even. Um, don't think I can do it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously seeing what they have in this young pitcher. Um, he ran on the good side in that game. Like you look at his, you look at his Sierra and you look at some of his advanced stats. And I mean, he ran on the good side. Um, he had a 111 BABIP in that game. His swinging strike rate was only 6.7%. He had 86% contact rate. So uh, just, I mean, if he does that again against the Dodgers, they're going to punish him. Um, so I'm more likely to play the Dodgers than I am to play Jamison, even though, I mean, like, even though he ran on the good side, and this is a guy that I think we see up in the big leagues next year. And we talk about in spots for sure, like, Top five prospect in this organization. Um, he has talent. He has a big time slider, good fastball. Um, just, I mean, the Dodgers are a tough team. Anderson, um, he was on the paternity list. And I mean, he's like an extra day out. Uh, I still, just not a huge ceiling guy. Um, 8,600. Like, this is another guy. If he's 7,100, we're talking about him. Like, we're, we're thinking about playing him, but. Just overpriced. Yep, I completely agree. I mean, fantastic real-life pitcher. He's had an awesome season, but he just doesn't get the strikeouts that we need for tournaments. So, 
I'm I'll be out. Um, any interest in the Arizona bats here? Nope. Anderson, like it just a fantastic season, really great, um, real life pitcher. Uh, I don't have any interest. I mean, even trying to find a home run, like he throws so many ground balls that trying to find a home run is an ideal. Um, I'm just probably pass on Arizona altogether. Yeah, I'm going to pass on Arizona. And I mean, as far as the Dodgers go, assuming that they roll out their normal lineup, they're in cruise mode for sure. Um, where they're at, I don't think the Mets can catch them. I know it's not like official yet. Uh, I think they need like four more wins is I think what is what I read or something like that. It's it's getting really close. Um, I, the Dodgers are going to be low owned here. They're in a they're in a good spot. I think looking at the advanced numbers of Jameson, they're just really expensive. So they're really tough to stack. Um, you'd have to find a ton of value. Um, I mean, Sandoval opened some things up. Voth potentially opened some things up, but I think it'd be really hard to go like Morton Castillo Dodgers. Yeah, it definitely would be, be difficult. Um, you make some good points. If the Dodgers roll out a weak lineup, I would definitely reconsider that Jamison stance because he is super cheap. Uh, so if you get like two of the big bats out, like if that's Freeman Turner, Muncie, Smith, like they're all big bats, obviously. But if two of those guys sit, I think you could definitely take a look at Jamison. Uh, but assuming the full strength lineup, uh, I would definitely have more interest in stacking Dodgers. Um, yeah, I mean, fitting fitting the top, the premium guys in is difficult. So have to see what value is available in the lineup. Obviously, Bellinger and Gallo will be buried more than likely down in the like seven to nine spots, but they're, they're both three K's. I think they're necessary to kind of stack to, to make the full stack work work. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's just difficult to fit them in with the premium pitching. I I'm fine punting off one of the pitcher spots on this slate, I think, but I'd, I'd rather pay for Atlanta if I'm doing that. Um, but I'll, you always have to have some exposure to Dodgers. Be very interested to see what the lineup looks like. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Give me a pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. I'm going to go Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, that's that's the right play. Not knowing the Dodgers lineup, um, I'll go Austin Voth here going up against Detroit. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? Uh, give me Adam Wainwright with his tough matchup against San Diego. I like that one. Um, I I don't want to take Aaron Ashby, but don't play him. Um, he's not going to be my pick, but don't play him. My pick's going to be Savali. I think the White Sox get to him a little bit. This game matters, and I think he gets out of there pretty quick. Um. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in course. I am certainly picking on Patrick Corbin here. Uh, give me Austin Riley, who's just been fantastic against lefties this season. Yeah, he's one of my favorite hitters yesterday. Um, worked out well. Um, I'm going to go Nolan Arenado. I think St. Louis is sneaky today. I, I really do. Under 4K to get two hits, not in cores. Who's a cheap bet do you like today? 
Taylor Ward at 3,900, just mentioned Reagans. Like he just hasn't been able to strike anybody out. Pretty good prospect, but he's, he's not major league ready. I'm, I'm interested in picking on him today. Like that pick. That was one of the two names that I had written down. Um, I'm going to go Vinny. He's 2,700. Kansas City's in a sneaky good spot against Dylan Bundy. This guy's hit the ball well here recently um, when he was in Fenway. So I'm going to take Vinny. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm I'm sticking with Angels here. Um, just Rangifo and, and Ward being cheap enough to help you fit in Otani and Trout. I, I like the Angel stack a good amount here today. All right. Not going to say Braves. Um, give me Minnesota against Granky. I, I think Minnesota is going to tee up on Granky today. Um, we're going to see a lot of runs from that game. I think that game, what is that game at line wise? What do we say? Eight and a half. I like the over in that game. I, I think that game, the, it's the, a lot of the money is coming in on the over, but I like the over in that game for sure. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't believe I have anything else. All right. Like I said, uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball NFL podcast out on Thursday. Like always, uh, that'll wrap it up for Tuesday. Good luck, everyone. See you again tomorrow.